Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Today we're going to be discussing a topic that fascinates many, and that is mediums and channels. It's fun and exciting to explore the realm of possibilities outside the ordinary reality, and there's a lot of mystique and allure around this. But if you're going to seek this out, it's important that you remain mindful because it's an area where it's very easy for us to give up our power, for us to take on someone's truth as our own, and also many mediums and channels are not aligned with pure source. They're actually channeling the darkness, which is another source of information. So today, we're going to be discussing what you need to be aware of so you can stay safe. Then, we'll wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which is a turbocharged meditation, to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns and gather momentum to propel you forward. So let's get started. Dennis? It sounds like, Karen, that uh, the message you want to send with this particular session is to be aware. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start this spiritual journey, we're it's pretty easy to impress us, mm-hmm. and uh, we get caught up, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's got a little thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes we can get lost, or, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I guess the biggest concern I have, and maybe you can help me with this, is you say, beware, how can I really tell if the individual that I'm working with mm-hmm whatever they call themselves, mm-hmm. is of pure source. Is, is there an indicator or is there something I can do to evaluate that? Mm-hmm. So uh, you can look at their lives and see if their lives are a mess. If their lives are a mess and they're distraught and they seem a little bit nutty, then chances are they're possessed and actually not from pure source. Um, a lot of times people who channel uh, or who are mediums are actually channeling things that are dark because they'll exit their body and something else will come in. And just because something is disembodied does not mean it has wisdom. It just means it's disembodied. There are a lot of people around you that you wouldn't listen to and you know they're in bodies. And so you wouldn't listen to them and all of a sudden they're not in bodies and somehow, somehow they have more wisdom. It doesn't mean anything that they're just disembodied. It just means they're not in a body. Um, so you can have that and then you have the spectrum of just purely disembodied, not very intelligent and or dark. And so if you have somebody who seems like they're getting, their lives are sort of falling apart, there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of breakup, there's a lot of illness, there's a lot of bankruptcy, there's a lot of need for control, there's a lot of that kind of thing going on or like a cleanness, like you'll feel them kind of try to cling to you or try to tell you to do a whole bunch of different things. That is probably not the best indication that they are of... Um, pure source. Um, I I have not actually delved that much into this particular realm myself because I've not really um, I've not really felt compelled towards it. Um, I have only channeled once, and I very much disliked it um, because something does come into your body, and it's very unsettling, and it feels yucky. So I was like, I don't want this. So I'm not saying that's everyone's experience, but that was for me, and that's why I didn't like it. Um, and I don't really feel like I need to have an intermediary between me and pure source to connect pure source because I am a pure source, so I don't need that. 
So um, I would say, yes, the, the cautionary thing is to just be aware of who you're listening to and then to, with everything, including me or anyone else, assess, does this resonate with me? Is this of pure source? Like you can, you can ask these questions. Oftentimes when you get clear enough, if you ask, is this person of pure source? So if you're meditating, let's just say, whether you're moving or still, and you're still within yourself, you can ask, is this person of pure source? If they remain intact or get brighter, that's a good indication they are. If you ask that question and they fade away, they change shape, they dissolve, they get darker, then that is an indication they're not of pure source. So sometimes it takes a little bit to get to that point when you can see that, but ask the question. And it doesn't matter to me you know, what shows up in my meditation, I always ask, are you of pure source? Because the darkness isn't stupid. It's not like, hey, we're the darkness, listen to us. They'll appear bright oftentimes. You know, people who channel aren't necessarily thinking they're channeling the darkness. They think they're channeling Mary Magdalene or the Christ or whatever it is that they think they're channeling. And it's not necessarily true. Um, I've only met a couple of channels that I was like, oh, this is clear. The information they're getting is clear. Hans King is one of them. He's brilliant. So, yeah. Mm. You know, there's a lot of other opportunities out there. Tarot cards, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are reading rocks and trees and Mm -hmm. getting messages from Mm -hmm. animal spirit. And Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts about all these different avenues as far as messages coming in? Mm -hmm. So what I would say about that is I'm going to distinguish. Okay, so channeling and medium is sort of like mediums... from what I understand, channel the dead, yeah? And channeling is just you receive stuff from other beings. That's how I'm going to define it. Okay. Okay? Uh, What you're talking about, rocks and divination and all that sort of stuff, that to me is a different form of, um, like a different realm, and I'm going to call that earth magic, which we're going to do a different segment on. So So we'll talk about that. Hold hold. on that. Okay. So uh, if you are interested in earth magic, we'll definitely be talking about it. And that's the realm of shamanism and... um, like spirit animals and that type of thing and and wizardry and all that sort of good stuff. So we'll talk about that. That's its own realm of power. What I'm talking about in terms of medium and channeling is actually um, bringing in information from disembodied sources. And I would say in all of it, it doesn't matter if it's earth magic or this or anyone else, always check. Does this feel clear to me? Is it of pure source? Just ask, are you of pure source? And that would be the first thing. If you feel any hesitation and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right to me, listen to that. If there's a hesitation, listen to that. Even if there are all these bells and whistles and the person looks like they have a lot of power and they can manipulate things in the earth realm or whatever, that's really like very low level stuff. We get tricked very easily as humans. We're like, ooh, that seems really cool. But really, I mean, it's not that hard to receive basic information from the darkness. So you have to be really careful. So if you're just like, something about this doesn't feel right then honor that, because likely something isn't right for you. What about the situation? So you're, you're talking about, you know, another person yeah. and having that relationship and mm-hmm. they're, you know, mm-hmm. and you mentioned contacting the dead. Mm-hmm. And so what if, what if somebody has a father mm-hmm. or mother that mm-hmm. has passed over? Yeah. So they're not going through someone else, but they're actually starting to listen to their father or they're starting to listen to their mother. You mean directly? Is, yeah, just, okay. you know, that, um, you know, they passed away five years ago, but now mm-hmm. I'm starting to get messages. My my father's starting to assist me with decision-making. And, yeah. Uh, so first I'd be really 
uh, careful to make sure that it's your father. So ask, is this the being that was my father? Ask. Mm. Because again, many things can appear as something that you trust. Just because, again, just because it's disembodied, it's just like you're talking to a doctor. So the doctor gives you opinion. You're like, okay, thank you very much. Second opinion, please. You know, or, you know. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to like take it on its face just, just because they represent that there's something that they are. Yeah. So first, ask, are you of pure source? Second, are you the being that was my father? Ask that question and yeah. see if they remain. Um, the other thing that I would say is, I mean, okay, let's talk about dead people. So. We believe in our culture that when somebody dies, they cross over into the light or some perpunitation of this. That is not necessarily the case. A lot of times what happens when people die is that they freak out because in our culture, we don't talk about death. It's actually impolite. It is not, we're afraid of it. We do not discuss it mm -hmm. at all. It's rude. We don't discuss, discuss death. It's just not okay. So then what happens is we die and we are totally unprepared for the death process. Oh we're like, oh my God, <laughs> now no, we're dead. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so we're totally unprepared. Right. Whereas you know, different cultures such as the Egyptians or the Tibetans or, what, or the ancient Egyptians specifically would educate their people on what to do when they died, what the process would be so that they would be prepared to move through the passage and cross over properly into pure source. So what happens now in our culture, especially the Western culture, is we're so removed from the death process that we freak out. And when we freak out, what we do is we're like, oh, we've come out of the body. What do we do? We're oh, look, there's a child often, like someone who's a descendant of ours, often a child. We're comfortable with them. We're just going to go into their body because it's safe and we don't know where else to go. So we just huddle up inside that person's body. So just stop there for a minute. Yes. <laughs> you're getting That's a, where we're going here. You're, you're, okay. You're getting, a, you're getting a little wound up here, girl. <laughs> so you're saying uh -huh. that, um, you know, I've just passed over. Yeah. And let's say it's been a week or 10 days or yeah. a month or whatever. Yeah. And so you're talking about kind of my spirit. Yes. We'll just put the word spirit sure. on it. So my spirit yeah. is kind of hovering. Yeah, it can. And kind of looking for a home. Can, Because yeah. I'm a little confused and I really don't know how to transition. Right, and you're freaked out. You're usually very afraid. Yeah, so I'm scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So chances are maybe I was scared before I died. Because you're resisting it because you don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, and you talk about, there's actually an art to passing. You know? There is. And, and there's actually... other cultures work with that, don't they? Yes, and I would say that um, that's another topic we're going to talk about, yeah. which is the death process okay. so that everyone can be prepared for it and they can assist other like yeah. help others understand what's happening yeah. um so uh so yes so sometimes people do hover around that's what yeah. we call ghosts right they just kind of like hang out because they haven't passed and they don't go, don't go into anyone or they'll go into the body of somebody else usually a relative because they're comfortable and they know them and it has the resonation of lineage so it's it's, it's familiar to them and they'll go into that body because they don't know where else to go because they don't know that they need to pass through this gray space that's very foggy and misty and seems confusing and like you could get lost in. They have to transition through that first, but they don't know that, so they kind of freak out and they go into a body. So a term that you used earlier mm -hmm. when you were talking about channelers or whatever and mm -hmm. being concerned, mm -hmm. and you mentioned they could be possessed. Yes. So is this kind of that possession that you're talking about that... Uh, yes. Well, kind of. So um, what I would say is when a relative comes into the body, I guess it's a, I guess it's kind of a 
form of possession because you have all these sometimes people when I work with them they only not only have their parents they'll have their great-grandparents their great-great-great-great-grandparents and they're all stacked up in there inside of them and they'll cause things like physical pain in your body it's kind of remarkable so I worked on a gentleman once and I said to him do you have pain do you have injuries from your left hip to your knee and he's he he was like how did you know that? And I said, oh, because you have five generations of um, your father's side sitting on the left side of your body. So if you told me that you had multiple traumas in this area of your body, I wouldn't be surprised. And he's like, yeah, I've had a knee surgery, a hip surgery. I have had all this stuff on the left side of my body. I'm like, well, that's why. So that kind of thing can cause physical issues in your body. So I don't know if I would call that possession exactly. And they're not really... They don't really want to be in your body. We want to cross them to pure source, which yeah. I can help with. Yeah. I'll just cross yeah. them into pure source. Yeah. Um, possession is what I call a po- when a body is inhabited by a dark source, like an entity or something like this, okay. who is devouring that person from the inside, essentially. And they want that body for control, right? And what they'll do sometimes is they'll come into a body, and because that person, for example, is helping other people, they can use that as a springboard to go into other people. Yeah. So because they're just... Because the darkness, as I mentioned in a, probably in another video segment that we talked about, requires our life force, our energy, in order to feed on, in order to exist. So what they do is they'll come into one body, and they're like, oh, look, this person is talking to all these other people, and, they, and these people open themselves up to this person who's giving them all this information. Oh, I'll just feed the main person information about these people, so more people will open, and I can get into them. So it becomes like this sort of like I guess the network marketing of possession, you know, <laughs> download it a little bit, but that's how they can get in essentially. Yeah. So you have to be really careful about things like that because you, um, possession sounds like some really terrible, you know, Hollywood thing, but it's actually, it's a real thing and it can be a, a terrible in terms of suffering. It yeah. can cause a tremendous amount of heartache. So let, let's just stay with possession for sure. a little bit. And so you kind of put uh, the dark side mm-hmm. around possession. Yeah, the darkness, that, yeah. That's kind of your definition as if the if the energy or the force is of the dark side. Yeah. Okay. And you say they kind of come into that person yeah. or even take control. Yep. So are they taking control of the mind? Can, And yes. the body? Yep. And the spirit? And, yep. I mean... Yeah, so the darkness can enter in a number of ways. So the darkness is seductive and it's often not stupid. So it'll come in where you're weak. So it might seduce you with the mind, like, oh, I'll give you knowledge. You want access to this kind of information? I'll give it to you. They can come in through the heart space. They can come in through the groin. So if you have a desire for sex, for sex, like sometimes they'll come in through the groin. They'll be like, oh, okay, we'll give you this kind of ability to seduce and to have sex and have a lot of it. Or they'll come in through the heart. Do you want to be able to be able to manipulate other people's energies and their feelings? Okay, we'll come in mm-hmm. through here. And it usually starts with a desire for the person to, you know, it's not like it's not like channels and mediums are trying to hurt people. They're not. They think yeah. they're helping. I'm not trying to yeah. slander them. It's just that it gets a little confusing when these things come in and do some weird stuff because it they start to devour the person and it takes over them. They actually believe that they're doing something good, but they're actually being possessed. Does that answer your question? Well, I I just, I can imagine the people watching this right mm-hmm. now and some of the thoughts that they're having mm-hmm. about, because this might be a topic they've never really gotten into. Mm-hmm. So I think the bottom line is what you're saying is just be aware. Yeah. If you're working with people mm-hmm. as far as, 
your spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Just be aware of kind of their essence. Yeah, just be mindful. And what you're saying is take a look at them as a person. Yeah. You know, and if their life is really Mm -hmm. a lot of trauma, a lot of drama, Mm -hmm. chances are there's something else to that. Yeah, and if there's an element of control, be very aware. Yeah. Yeah. So as you as you get on this journey and, you know, continue it, you just really Pure source is kind of the key to Only success. Only pure source. Yeah. You don't really need anything else. And that's one of those questions that you ask that you mentioned. Yeah. So are the, you of, of pure source? Pure source. Yeah. Are yeah. you in alignment with pure source? Yeah. So just kind of go into the silence. Yeah. Be quiet, and just ask. just ask those questions. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. There's this unwritten this rule: the darkness can't lie. In that way. So when you ask that question, they must answer oh. it. I don't know why that is, that's, that's but it's this rule. Like they can't. They can disappear, they can dissolve, they can do all kinds of things, but they can't say they're in alignment with pure source. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome, everyone. The theme of this group frequency calibration is on discernment. So being able to distinguish what is in alignment with pure source for your greatest and highest good and what is not and what may be an external control source. So please take three deep breaths into your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is located in the center of your chest. It's that big bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So please breathe from your belly button to the base of your sternum. And I invite you to take three breaths into this space. And you're going to please inhale, hold your breath for any amount of time that you would like, and then release before taking another breath and holding that breath in for any amount of time that you like before releasing on your own time and the same with your third breath continuing to lengthen your breath okay and when you're complete with those three breaths please become aware of or move your attention 
or focus to your heart space. So imagine, see, sense, feel, or become very aware of your heart space. All right. So for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you in groups, subgroups, possibly sometimes individual level. Please also note that I will be making noises on my end. So I will be snapping or you'll hear me yawn or you might hear me exhale sharply. You might even hear me hum. So that is how I currently remove the distortion patterns. So please don't be alarmed if you hear that and use it as an opportunity to strengthen your own focus. Please also note that if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely you. If I say something that you really react strongly against, like it couldn't possibly be you, it's likely you. So I invite you to please be open to that possibility and to look and examine that reaction. So as we return to our awareness in the heart space, the first frequency distortion pattern that we are going to be clearing is uh, it's like intertwined. So there's two frequencies intertwining in one space. All right. And so one is the yearning or the quest for, uh, for information or, um, experience beyond the ordinary reality. The hunger for something beyond the ordinary reality. And then on the uh, intertwined with that is a fear of that which is beyond the known, which of course can be healthy. So let's remove uh, this distortion pattern so you have more evenness, is less polarized. All right, when you start to experience different things. And so you could have a little bit more discernment, right? A little freedom for discernment. So. With these frequency distortions, pattern run, patterns running, it's difficult to have discernment. You don't have the freedom to do it. So let's remove this. And all you have to do is become very aware of your heart space. And let's do this as I work on your heart space to remove these frequency distortion patterns. Let's ask ourselves the following question to ourselves in our own minds. And that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, see, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep within your heart that starts to expand, to grow, to become even brighter 
as you connect or become more aware of your connection to pure source alone. Good. And on my end, I am working to increase or amplify your bandwidth, your natural bandwidth. So now, as you um, breathe, now between your belly button and your heart space, please, if it's easier for you to imagine a tube connecting your belly button to your heart space, please do that, or just imagine the space between them. So this is a distortion pattern of giving away your power, okay? So wanting to hand somebody that you think is elevated or better than you or mysterious or seems somehow, I don't know, more advanced or whatever it is, or just not in, in a body, giving your power away to that person or being or whatever it is, because they seem mysterious or have displayed some special skill or whatnot. So let's remove this distortion pattern because a lot of you only have this but you have an addiction to giving away your power so let's remove this continuing to breathe between your belly button and your heart space. The next distortion pattern actually has a bundle right behind here. Uh, the first one has to do with low self-worth, okay, because you you feel like you're not worthy, so therefore you elevate others, so you don't consider yourself on the same plane. Not better than, just equal to, so that's one thing. The next has to do with lack of trust in self. OK, 
okay. So even if you feel like intuitively you don't trust this person or what they're telling you, you don't trust yourself, you second guess. So you can't tell. The third is an overactive mind. Okay, it's the short span of overactive mind. So you get all engaged with, you know, the bells and whistles and sparkles and all that sort of stuff. You can't tell anymore what's true for you. So removing all this here in your solar plexus. And there is a subgroup of you, it's actually, um, it's like about 30% of you that have been hooked into by things that mediums or channels are channeling. So they come through these people and hook into the people that they uh, work with. And they're hooking you right under your rib cage. So it's like this, these hooks that come right into your rib cage, right? So they're hooking you right behind your will, essentially. And so what happens is if you don't disengage, or if you don't hold your own space, or you can very easily start to believe them blindly and start to give away all of your power to them, and not only your power, now your essence, and then your energy, okay? Your bioenergy, the thing that keeps you alive because they need to feed on something. So there is a pretty substantial subgroup that has been hooked into by things being channeled by mediums or guides, uh, by mediums or channels, yeah. So, removing all of this stuff. One of the ways to know if someone's channeling something that's not in alignment with pure source is that they tend to become depleted after the channeling. They need to like restore and rest. So even though they're they think they're channeling the light, if they become depleted, they're not channeling the light. They're channeling something else. If you're channeling, if you're not channeling, if you are in pure source, if you just are in the field of pure source, and you are from that place, it is only invigorating, it's restorative, it is of the highest vibration possible. So it's not depleting at all, it's actually invigorating. Right? So that's one way to know if somebody is in alignment with pure source or if they're channeling something that isn't. Also, do you feel tired afterwards? That's one way to know. And I mean in an unhealthy way, like you can't seem to rid yourself of the fatigue because there's one thing to detox for a couple of days and need some extra sleep. And there's another to be in fatigue and not be able to shake the fatigue and get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker over time. All right? That's not a strengthening, that's a depletion.
All right, so now breathing into your ribs or becoming very aware of your ribs. Please imagine, see, sense, feel. Become aware of your ribs from the inside part of your ribs. So not the part facing the external world, the inside of your ribs. So depending on the subgroup you were in, there is an openness here or a desire so much for um, um, an experience beyond the ordinary, which is, by the way, coming from the distortion pattern of significance, wanting to appear awakened or mm, somehow cool or have something to talk about that's exciting. That's the distortion pattern that is allowing for things to come in and hook you on the inside of your ribs, whether it is through a medium or a channel, or from, a, um, you could even be other people, right? Other people who are um, heavier or darker, or who want to control. All right, so all you have to do is become aware of the inside of your ribs. And then take note of why you want to have this extraordinary experience. Is it really because you're curious and you want to grow? Or is it because you want to feel somehow better, worthy, smarter, you know, more advanced, more adventurous, more whatever, in relation to someone else? Or just at all? Okay, so just notice that in yourself. Please move your attention now to your solar plexus again, please. So um, this is the distortion pattern of um, <clears throat> blind following. So, uh, this is, depending on the subgroup, one, sometimes, uh, depending on the subgroup, you might just become enchanted, so you follow, because you just think, you kind of get mesmerized. Um, 
others, another subgroup, it's um, a deeper layer of giving away your power. The third is because you don't feel strong enough in yourself, so you feel better when you are following or latching on to something else, even if it's not the best for you. Okay, so these are three primary subgroups. There are others. So let's remove this distortion pattern. That way you can have more discernment and can judge better for yourself if you really do want to listen to this or do that or whatever, right? That you just have the freedom to make that choice. from a different perspective, a higher place. Right. So now if you could please become aware of your lower belly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to amplify your <clears throat> natural instinct. Right. So this is almost like animal instinct of uh, uh, when we intuitively know that we're afraid, like we don't trust something or we want to remove ourselves from a situation or whatever. So sometimes that can become distorted and, and just run amok. And sometimes uh, it's necessary because we know that we are not safe somewhere. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to increase your uh, natural instinct so that it becomes loud enough because many of you have this instinct and you suppress it with your mind so that you actually listen to it right because it's a helpful tool often if you think back you will notice that that level of instinct of that fear response or the wanting to move away from something or somebody has often proven to be correct even if you ignored it or especially if you ignored it, rather. Okay, so I'm just amplifying this for you so that you can stay in a safe space. Good. And now the last thing before we end is to please become very aware of your spine, right? So please imagine, see, sense, feel, become very, very, very aware of your spine from the tip of your tailbone all the way through the curve of your lower back up behind your heart, 
behind your ribs, up through your neck into the back of your skull. So, if you ever become worried or afraid, just focus on your spine and imagine yourself in your spine. Imagine like a concentration of yourself in your spine. If you can't do that, just imagine your spine, okay? Imagine yourself seeing your spine from the very inside of it, looking out. Because if you're in your spine, no one else can come into your space. It's harder them too okay so if you're grounded in your spine you can have dominion in your space because a number of you are not in your bodies you hover above your body or outside your body and therefore things can come in so let's just make sure as much as possible that you can stay in your spine and therefore have Dominion over your space. There we go. Good. And as you imagine your spine, just imagine it starting to glow. starts to radiate, glow, become more and more brilliant. Yeah, good. So I'm going to leave you here in this space. For as long as you'd like, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next GFC. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.